All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Aloha Press Show. My name is JC. I'm joined today with my co-host, Jeff. Jeff, how's it going, buddy? Um, I'm doing well. Happy to be here. It's, a, it's an exciting day. It's a beautiful, if you guys are watching, listening to this, this is, this is a Monday that we're recording it. Um, we, uh, we were going to have a special guest. Unfortunately, he, uh, it's past his bedtime. Jeff, let's get into Vegas. CJ Cup, well, CJ Plaque, I, I'm going to refer to it as. But Jason Kokrak, I mean, Sunday, holy shit. Like, did you see Jason Kokrak ever winning ever on the PJ Tour? No, and the funny thing is, like, my only memories of this guy is he played well for a little while, a few years back. Yeah. And then he, and then he just like, just fell hard to where he was like last place shooting in the eighties. Every time he went out, like I thought, I was like, I'm not going to see this guy on tour much longer. He figured it out a little bit, but I thought for sure on Sunday when I'm watching the back nine, I go, he is going to have a massive collapse at some point. And he didn't. No, he, uh, he, he kept it strong. The, the The cool thing was in his post interview, he uh, he told the reporters like, you know, I just figured I just got to hit the ball real far and then hit my wedges real good and, and putt real well to win. And I'm like, that's the fucking key to every victory, dipshit. Like, you don't need to tell us that. Like, we're we're super fans. I mean, we're here on a Sunday watching golf and watching you being interviewed instead of watching some other entertaining, you know, options on the uh, on the old telecast. It uh, Sunday was different, Jeff, for me. It, I got to watch the telecast. It's exciting when it's on the West Coast and we're on the East Coast because things start later. Shit, I played golf in the morning. I, I was able to pack a little bit. But then I turn on Golf Channel as the, the appropriate television station, right? It's, it's not like the Home Shopping Network. It's not fucking TLC. It's not the Discovery Channel, okay? It's the Golf Channel. The golf channel decided to start the tournament fucking halfway over. Like I tune in expecting to see uh fucking Hanley or Hensley fucking in the lead. And sure enough, I see Jason Kokrak and Xander Shoffley playing as a twosome. Um, I, I got to ask, I mean, some of our favorite sporting events, you know, I'll give you a poor example, the NFL. I felt like if the NFL decided to show you the Buccaneers versus Let's call it the Dallas Cowboys, I, whoever, but you know, fucking New England Patriots, whoever it is, okay? And they decided to show, start it, you know, in the second half. Uh, and Tom Brady's already, you know, thrown for four touchdowns. It just pisses me off because we're already there watching golf. Why not show us all the golf, especially when it's on Golf Channel? Well, I was really confused because obviously Thursdays and Fridays are always just on the Golf Channel, right? Right. And then you'll get the weekend on NBC or CBS. Well, I'm searching Saturdays and Sundays, you know, around noon, 11 o'clock noon here on the yeah. West Coast when they usually start golf, and it's nowhere to be found. There's fucking soccer, racing, horse racing, football comes. I'm like, where the fuck is the golf? And then both days, Saturday and Sunday on the West Coast, it didn't start till 2 p.m. on Golf Channel only. And like you said, you're catching half the tournament. I'm like, this is the best field they've had in fucking since the last major. Yeah. And – we don't even get it on prime time. We don't even get it on a real channel. We're getting it on the fucking golf channel. Well, and I get it. Like, 
it's the golf channel. I get it. Like, but the last event I want to see on television is the senior tour taking up half the tournament. When you've got guys in the field like Roy McIlroy, Brooks Skepka's finally back. I mean, you got Terrell Hatton fucking chucking clubs and getting pissed and kicking things. Who just came off a fucking incredible victory. You got guys who are just in the mix. You got Harry Higgs, you know, his chesty, thumpy ass freaking walking around Vegas. You got a lot of action, a lot of entertainment going on. And instead... We're seeing the old guys again, and it's just, it's just irritating. Yeah, it was. It was different. And that's the only reason on Sunday that I actually watched the Champions Tour because I'm looking for the regular golf, and I just happened to catch Phil's back nine. So, Well, that's, that's incredible. I mean, wrapping up the CJ Cup, one thing, one thing i got to ask. I understand the CJ Cup is, is, had to change venues, and, and Shadow Creek was nice enough to, to host the event, which is – the last time we got to see it was, you know, during the match with Phil and Tiger, and it was kind of cool. We got to see a unique golf course that has hosted several uh, prestigious, you know, celebrities, athletes, those kind of guys. Um, but the thing that was just shoved down my throat, which kind of drove me crazy, was, one, Jason Kokrak's apparel. Who the f- dressed that guy? Did you see that shirt he was wearing? <laughs> yes. That's fucking horrible. What is on there? It looked like some kid, you know, got a hold of the crayon crayons uh, Saturday night and decided to color all of her shirt at the freaking – at Denny's and the, the little Happy Meal menu. I just – I don't understand. Like, can you not dress yourself in an appropriate shirt? Like, how does MGM, one of your most powerful sponsors who owns the golf course, let you go out and represent yourself in the second to last group? Like, I don't, I don't know if he needs the assistance of the Aloha Press – to help dress him in the mornings. I, I, I just, I don't understand it. It's confusing. It's, it, it hurts. The apparel line on the Aloha press website has grown tremendously just in the last week. Uh, and at it some has. point, at some point we may need to venture into sponsorships of professional athletes, golfers, because yeah, it, like I mentioned in the podcast last week, if you look at some of the outfits, the guys were wearing up at the Aloha press classic, they look more like tour players than these so it's just ridiculous. Like if I, I mean, yeah, if I had my logo on that guy's shirt, I would be pissed. I understand it's in Vegas, but does the telecast like when you get the shitty crew, like NBC doesn't get you know their their top guys? I mean, do we have to have to talk about freaking the Vegas odds while we're in Vegas? Like it was just it was weird because they were giving us odds, live odds for guys to hit a shot on the golf course. And I'm thinking, and I'm like, where the f- do I make these bets? Like, how, do I just run down to my local fucking drug dealer and make a few fucking wagers? Like, what the f-? Like, in Georgia, you can't, like, gambling's illegal, like, except in gas stations with fucking slot machines, which is confusing. I, I don't understand, but it, it was just weird. Like, where the f- did the player stats go? Well, that, that's my thing. When they started showing those, because it was prop bet after prop bet, you know, after front nine bet, back nine. But if, but if the PGA Tour was smart, they'd, spawn, they'd get in some type of sponsorship with Barstool Sportsbook or, you know, one of the big sportsbooks and have it where through your TV or through your phone, you can bet when you see these things pop up. I agree. Because, hey, they, they, they threw a prop bet up on 18, right? When Shoffle and Co-Crack were playing 18. And, fuck, I forget what the money line was, but they everybody's – 
pick and Shockley to beat him. They're just, who's going to have the better score? One hole. I'm like, oh, I'll take Kokrak all day. Shockley actually looks nervous and scared the last few holes. Kokrak's yeah. just banging it out there. And sure as shit, he makes easy birdie, right? I would have won some money. Had I been able to just click a little button and say, fucking, I pick him and here's 50 bucks, I would have done it. I mean, think how much money they'd fucking make. I, I agree. Because it was, you're giving me information that is unnecessary. It's like, and this is probably a horrible example, but like, it's like I'm at the casino, but my hands are tied and, and I've got like a wad of money in my pocket. I can't even do it. Like it's, it's not even possible. Like, don't give me the info. Like give me some stupid greens and regulations or some fucking weird number that I don't understand about golf. Like do that. Don't give me the Vegas odds and, and expect me to what now Google bookies, like bookies in the local area. Like, what do I go to my local yellow pages and see if we got any fucking loan sharks out there to, to fucking give me the odds? Like, and are they going to give it to me live? Like, I don't know. These are questions I needed to answer. And I couldn't answer them. It's just frustrating. But no, I, I, I hear you, but I will say, dude, Kokrak on 17 and 18 hit some fucking unbelievable shots for the pressure of that tournament and how hard that course was at times in just certain areas. I mean, I thought Shockley was going to beat him for sure. I'm like, that guy's way better than him. And it yeah. just didn't happen. No, he uh, he continued to just – I mean, shit, he shot eight under on his on his round on Sunday. I mean, he absolutely ran away with it. I mean, Xander just looked like – was just holding on for dear life to just – to shoot six under, you know, as he did. Um, you know, the television coverage touched on it a little bit, and they said essentially Kokrak just would not miss any putts. Like, he made like 14 14-footers – uh, during the week, which is just unheard of for those guys. And he, he put his lights out. I mean, he touched on the telecast. He, uh, he actually went to a 36-inch stiffer shaft putter. Didn't even know that was a thing. But, uh, you know, I guess tour players get some. <laughs> Not as whippy. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was like a strength or like a stiffness in putter shafts. Like I, well, I, God. I mean, hey, those greens were rolling about as fast as Edgewood. All you had to do was fucking touch the ball. I don't, yes. I don't care. Well, you can use a putt-putt putter, and it's going to fucking go somewhere. A couple things that came up was um, they kept talking about how MGM purchased the golf course several years ago and really opened it up to allow some public play. And they talked about the pricing. They said it was only $600 to play this golf course. And I wanted your take on it. I've played golf in Vegas a couple times. It's generally expensive because it's kind of – it's just a resort style. You know, it's just, you know, $100, $150 around, But – they, they labeled the price tag as $600 and it's in the middle of the desert in the middle of what looks like a trailer park, like a trailer parks all around it. And it looks unbelievable. It looks like an incredible condition, but Jeff, would you spend $600 if you, if you had a tea time there? When I heard it was $600, my first impression was absolutely not right. Like that's, that's Pebble beach money. Yeah. And and, you know, when you look at the aerial view and you just see all they did was bring a bunch of trees in the middle of some desert and, and make a golf course, it's kind of, you know, it just seems too fake at times with the fake rock and the fucking, you know, waterfalls, waterfalls and shit. and the fucking yeah, ponds. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's cool. I'd play it. Would I pay that much? Probably not. But then I, did, I read a little article about it and I'm sitting there thinking, you get a limo ride from the strip. That, that means you, you, you got your DD. Yeah. You, got a part, you got a party there and back. When are you in Vegas? Well, you're usually in Vegas for bachelor parties, guys oh, trips. Yeah. The decision making when you do those type of trips is usually yes to everything. 
So I, I tell you right now, if we're I guarantee you we're playing it. If we're putting down six hundred bucks, we're taking the limo right out there. We're playing it. it there's, there's no doubt in my mind, and I, and I think that a lot of the guys that we just played in Tahoe with would say the exact same thing. I when they again like when they initially said six hundred bucks, and I'm like, fuck, like we could definitely play Pebble. I mean, we could play some pretty iconic golf courses, but then I thought about it and like. I've spent way more in Vegas doing other dumb shit in my life, like from bottle service to fucking pool service to fucking cabanas to to losing way too much money at the crafts table. I mean, six hundred dollars in 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 reality is fucking nothing, especially if they're gonna drive you in a fucking limo to get out there. Oh, absolutely. Right. Let's let's roll through the hood and you know grab a forty and then you know go play some golf at Shadow Creek. I, I remember a certain trip to Tahoe where I spent 600 bucks on a bottle of P. Diddy Ciroc vodka that cost like $18 in the store. So, and there was like six people in the club. So it's, I don't remember that night. I was there and I don't remember. Um, mm -hmm. But a couple takeaways from the, the golf tournament. The thing that frustrated me the most was not only was it, it was a no cut event, um, but there was some, some odd things going on. And, Jason Day, I mean, you wake up in the morning, you're in the second to final group, you've got an opportunity, especially with all your experience, to go out there, shoot a low number, uh, you're a major champion, you, you've really put yourself in a position where you could win this golf tournament. He goes out there, warms up, and then makes triple bogey, and then cites a neck injury. Jeff, guaranteed money on the line, are you, are you pulling out of a fucking guaranteed check? Well, of course – I'm not, and you're not. No. He, he he doesn't need the money, but is he is he just upset because he made triple and now he knows he can't win? Why waste it? Get the hell out of town. Maybe he's really hurt. I don't know. Jason Day's always been. He's always yes. something's always wrong with him. He's always hurt. But there was I don't know if you caught it. Like early in the week, my boy Matt Wolf was also a little banged up and had 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 a little limp going. That was obscene to watch him walk around. Jeremy Edwards can walk around with one leg paralyzed and still play golf and shoot 86 of a Tahoe. And this motherfucker is 11 over par because his leg hurts. I, so I just don't understand. Like the PGA Tour players have absolutely the best job in the world, right? I and mean, they travel the world. They play golf for a living. They really only work like four hours a day hitting a little white ball. Jason Day, your neck hurts? Like, what? I just, no one asked the question, like, what the hell did you do the night before? You have a back injury, which, if you decided the back injury, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you got a little history of it, a little back injury, whatever, I can deal with it. But neck injury, what were you and Wolfie doing, uh, I don't know, at two, three in the morning? Like, were you partaking in some activities that were probably not very popular? Or are you just a big giant and need, need some brown liquor at, at hole two? So here's the thing. We've done this in the past where we've compared golf. At, is it a sport? Is it not a sport compared to football, baseball, and basketball, right? Yes. You think about the fucking great players in the other sports, basketball, baseball, football. When they play injured, most of the time they play better. They step their yeah. game up. They, fi they find a way, right? You never see a fucking golfer outside of Tiger Woods beating Rocco Mediate on fucking one leg in the major. You never see a golfer that's hurt play well they're always playing fucking terrible so then their injury becomes even more and they quit they just fucking quit it's I, they're fucking it's ridiculous pussies. let's just be it's real fucking annoying because it's 
Jason Day, you are you are a draw. You haven't been in the final final couple groups in a long time. You are a popular golfer, major champion. You have everything going for you right now, and you just I don't give a shit what you make on the whole whole one. That golf course was not playing that tough, as we clearly saw. I mean, the low numbers were out there. I mean, hell, Jason Kokrak, who's never won on tour, shot twenty under for the week. Okay, get over. Terrell Hatton went out and shot like sixteen under on like six hours of sleep for the entire week after parting, I'm assuming way too hard <laughs> come Thursday, but it just, it just goes to show you, like you said, golfers are not real athletes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pussy. It reminds, so this reminds me of a story about, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I went out drinking with a buddy here in town and we walked home and we're walking up my driveway and he, he can't walk and he falls and I fall and, I pop my knee, right? Wake yeah. up in the morning. That's some bitch is swollen like a cantaloupe. But I got a tea time with Castle Oaks, right? I play Castle Oaks a thousand times. I don't need to go play. Yeah. I get out there. I can barely walk. I finish the fucking round. It's not that hard to do. Yeah, you might swing a little different. You know, you might fucking walk, walk a little weird. But it's not that hard to fucking do. These guys are fucking. It's, it's, it's sad. It's kind of scary. I mean, I, I don't know. I just. I'm excited to see a real golfer someday, like a real like man that like, just goes out there and just just says how it is. And I think he's back. I mean, Brooks Kepka was in the field. Um, it was I think it was cool to see him back, and I think it's a, a good step forward because I would love his particular take on Jason Day and and seeing if he shares our same view of of he's a giant. I probably shouldn't say jump. I think YouTube's going to cancel. I've decided like there's no, there's no way we're sticking. I'm, I'm in a room by myself. It's empty. Like, this looks bad. I mean, <laughs> you, you might have to bleep a few of those, but hey, okay. but uh, I mean, wrapping up the CJ cup. I mean, takeaways. It appears that if we're in Vegas, we might have to play shadow Creek and uh, you know, take the limo ride. Um, Jason Kokrak. Just won $1.7 million in Vegas. What did he do with it? You know what? I didn't know anything about him, but I follow uh, Pat Perez on okay. Instagram. Yeah. Pat Perez is his buddy. PXG boys, Pat Perez's wife's <laughs> oh, his buddy. Yeah. His wife went and posted a bunch of, like, congratulatory posts about him. Yeah. And that dude, that dude looks like he gets after it. She didn't post a picture that didn't look like he was hammered. So, And this was before he ever won golf tournaments. So I'm assuming that 1.7 is what he won. He maybe took home about 1.4. I, I think he went to a special room or a special place in the Bellagio <laughs> or the MGM. I don't – probably not the Bellagio. That would probably be a bad look. But probably went to the MGM and, you know, made a few choices. A few good yeah, choices. I'm sure, I'm sure he had a good time. I'm sure he's hurting still. I'm sure he is. All right. With that being said, Jeff, really appreciate it. This is the end of episode number one. While you guys are watching this, please, please subscribe, like, and hit that little bell button if you're uh, watching this on YouTube. If you're watching the Instagram TV, do me a favor, okay? Like, follow, subscribe, share, because we're – dude, Jeff, we're above 500. We uh, – I mean, I had to create a couple fake accounts to get us there, but, you know, <laughs> we're there. I mean, we're at 503. This is this – is, it's a crazy monument. I mean, I know we're, we got to wrap the show, but I mean, we hit 500 followers on Instagram. It's not a big deal, but it's a big deal to us. And then this is episode 50 on the podcast. Like 
we've been putting in work and it's it's I think paying off. I mean, I I'm excited about it. It, it is it is paying off. The hard work's paying off. It's slow and steady, right? But we got our first tournament under our belt. Things are coming together. Fifty episodes. We got you know fifty five plus followers on our uh, YouTube channel now. Things yeah. are looking up. Absolutely. So I mean, thanks to you guys. This this is this is why we do this. I mean, um, clearly I can't afford furniture, um, but uh, that's okay. You know, nothing. We'll get there one day. Let's let's get into it. I mean, this is. This is Zozo Championship Week. It, it generally is held in, in Japan. Uh, last year it was made super famous because uh, so, some guy named Tiger Woods won it. Uh, I think it was his 82nd victory in the PGA Tour. Tied some record. I, I don't really remember. They keep talking about it, though. But, um, yeah, Zozo Championship, it's down at Sherwood somewhere in Southern California. We're not quite sure. Sounds like a country club of some sort. But it seems like a pretty strong field this week. Um, Jeff, your take on Tiger returning during this pandemic world, it, it seems like this is going to be his first uh, – one of his first starts and last starts before the Masters here in about three weeks. Um, how do you think Tiger's going to do this week? Well, it's obviously – it's very exciting for golf. It's very exciting for golf fans and guys that watch it on TV religiously because anytime Tiger's in a tournament, it's better. Um, you mentioned Phil might be in the mix too. You know, I'll, I'll go with a little Tiger Phil. Maybe they'll be paired together. I don't know. Oh, um, got it. You know they're not. <laughs> Man, the PGA Tour fucks this up every time. I mean. If, if they're smart, they'd pair him. Phil's coming off back-to-back wins of the champions. You know, he's still bombing at 337 out there. He wants to talk some shit to Tiger, uh, you know. But it, it, it'll be a good event. I, I think Tiger's going to play well. I think he's this is a little tune-up. He's getting ready for the Masters. Uh, I look forward to watching it. I'm going to have a uh, – kind of a relaxed weekend here, get, get shit winterized around the house and hopefully watch some golf. Well, that's good. And, and hopefully they actually show us the entire golf tournament. We'll see um, come Sunday, but yeah, I, I'm excited about Tiger Woods. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a great tune up for him. He's had a lot of success here. Um, I, I think he's won this particular, where this particular venue uh, four times he's coming second a bunch. Um, but I think, I, I think he's not going to play very well, to be quite honest with you. I hope he's paired with Phil Mickelson um, because I think, I think those starts are limited. Clearly with Phil fucking uh, spending more time on the Champions Tour in the last couple weeks than, than on the PGA Tour, which is kind of disheartening. Um, so let's, let's get into Phil Mickelson. I mean, he was on our podcast for over a year. Wearing all black. Aloha. Here with JC and Jeff. <laughs> we ain't no time for school today. Getting bombs. And we cut him. I mean, if you make you make if you don't make the cut at the U.S. Open after attending the the Champions Tour or the Senior Guy Tour, I mean, you're you're clearly cut. Um, but the thing that I recognize is Phil Mickelson has made the Champions Tour. I don't want to say cool again, but more popular. Like it's a reason why. Like I'm not even tuning in, but it's a reason to like actually like check out his highlights because he's two for two. He is, and, and he's the only reason I watched it this week. Um, but it's, it's yeah. weird because, you know, looking back, Phil was always my favorite player growing up besides Tiger Woods. You know, they're like 1A, 1B. But yeah. in, in my heart, I never actually believed Phil would go to the Champions Tour, at least not at 50. Like, I figured he's still going to go out and battle on the PGA Tour with the big boys while he can. But he's, he made the decision twice now to go do that instead of play on the Tour, and he won both times. I mean, he probably made more money winning 
the Champions Tour event than he did missing the cut at the PGA Tour event. So you're you're probably right. I mean, he probably he probably cleared 500 grand or something for for first place. And you know, if he would have came in dead last at the CGA Cup, I mean, he would have made like 12 grand or something. You know, ridiculous. Um, but uh, I get it. But at the same time, like I look at golf and I look at like how golf announcing's going and it's going in a bad direction. Um, in my personal opinion, it's getting to a point where the golf channel now has these C list commentators who I have no clue who they are. They're selling fucking gimmicky items on the, on during the advertisement, like late night specials of Nick Faldo, like trying to sell shoes, like some (laughs) shoe. And then you got the other guy selling the fucking chipping wedge. You got another one of them selling like the the get the get the eight wood and you'll never shank a tee shot and you're like what the hell is it like you if you went on tour right now you would not use your own goddamn crap like Nick Fowler you're not wearing some special fucking shoe it just I I just want to see a step forward and I think Phil has the caliber of Johnny Miller in the booth and bringing that excitement and bringing that energy and bringing the complete honesty um, and I hate seeing him on the Champions Tour. Well, I tell you what, you're absolutely right because golf needs a mix-up of some sort like bad in the booth uh, on NBC and CBS. I mean, yeah. both both channels do. Uh, and I don't know where they're going to get it from. Maybe they'll pull Tony Romo from fucking football and bring him <laughs> over. I, they got to do something because something. Whatever, is, whatever is happening, is we shouldn't watch most of the tournament on mute. No, I – fuck, I'd, I'd rather listen to like a church service or fucking uh, – pandora or anything i mean there's there's little kid shows out there right now which i could sing you which drives me crazy uh but it's better than the cbs and the nbc and the golf channel broadcast it's just i i'm listening to the broadcast and hopefully it doesn't happen this week which it will because football's on at the same time but i'm just thinking in my head and i'm like have you ever have you ever heard of the theory of radio stations not having any radio announcers and just playing music that's what everyone wants, right? They don't want any some dipshit telling you the weather or the traffic report or any of this bullshit. Like, if the PJ Tour in these off weeks decided we're just not going to have any announcers, we're just going to let the players talk and the caddies talk and maybe play a little background music. I don't know. Maybe pick out one of our podcasts and let us riff on there. But what do you think about the players just, just turning the mics on? I mean – and. And having like ten guys in the booth just hitting the beat button when they fucking lose their mind, and Charles Hatton's cussing up a storm and chucking clubs at trees. Like, what do you think about that, Jeff? Hey, put put it on a few minute delay. Mic up the caddies. Mic up the players. Mic up the cra- some of the some of the spectators that are there too. I want to hear a little ba- a little banter, right? Yeah. And then yeah, have somebody censor it if it needs it. I'd much rather listen to that. I'm sure everybody would much rather listen to that than the obvious things that the announcers point out right now. That's all they do. Oh, this one's going right, Johnny. Oh, that's a terrible putt. No shit. He left it fucking eight feet short. Right? Like, <laughs> it, it's, I, I agree with you. Like, I am sick and tired of hearing about the rough and the lie and the, and the nonsense. Like, oh, you know, back in my day when I was playing with the old uh, – the old hickories. It's like, shut up. Like no one cared. No one, no one used to hit it 220. Okay. Like it's horrible. You were a horrible golfer. That's why you're on the freaking channel right now. You, you can't, cause you can't make, you didn't make enough money during your playing <laughs> career. And now it's, cause you're too shitty about giving lessons. You got to stand here and annoy me. Like it just, 
it comes to a point where I look at the, the broadcast and I know this particular, our audience probably doesn't, not a huge fan of Joe Buck, but fucking Joe Buck never played a minute in the MLB, NFL, or on, on golf. Bring in a guy who fucking just is entertaining. Just someone. And, but not the old lame golf people who, who are, you know, legends of the fucking who, – who is that stupid guy? Um, I can't remember. Plays in the PGA – the Pro-Am every year. The interview was horrible. It played in Caddyshack or whatever. Um, Bill Murray? Yeah, Bill Murray. Do not bring him on, okay? No – if you are in a golf movie, you're not allowed to be on the telecast, okay? But I'm saying, like, just bring in someone weird. Bring in, like, two chains – or fucking ludicrous, <laughs> or you know, pick the local rapper of wherever city you're going to, and let them broadcast. Like that would be at least funner than this fucking. I'm sick and tired of hearing. Oh, you know, it it breaks a little left. We can't tell because your your TV camera looks like every fucking green is flat. Like, and we don't have the green reading books in front of us. So the fucking I. It's just annoying. Sorry, I'm a little rant there. I apologize. Hey, I got it. I got a question for you though. Yeah. Your your boy Terrell Hatton. Yeah. Right? He he had a pretty epic club throw at one point. This like two hand over the head yeah. after his fall through. Was the throw better or the kick afterwards? Because I I mean we see a lot of club throws when we play golf sports with my brother. But I've <laughs> yeah. never I've I've never seen him as he goes to pick it up, just like kick it like it's a football, like he's making a field goal and just boot it down <laughs> the fairway. This is he had a glimpse of Sergio Garcia in him. I mean, I've seen Sergio kick a few things in my life. It just – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him – the, the club toss was an eight, okay, just because the distance wasn't there. And I expected the club to be either broken. Uh, and it was down the fairway in his path where he would walk. Um, I expected it either at, like, his caddy, um, maybe a cart girl, um, the cart itself, or a tree. I, I'm just speaking from experience. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to give the club throw an eight, the kick. It's a fucking two. Like it's, it's almost a one. It was pretty horrible. Like it's, if you're going to kick it, like I want to see dirt. I want to see a divot. I want to see the guy like behind you have to fill it in with the sand. Um, that that's my take on it. I just, I keep, you know, obviously they show him quite a bit cause they're just waiting for him to explode. Uh, he, he makes for good television, but like, how do you stop? You, you, you've just thrown it. Then you kicked it. Like, how do you just all of a sudden, like, okay, now it's time to pick it up. It looks all right. Put it back. Like, you might as well just go all out. Break that some bitch. Fucking yeah. do something. Like, you, you've already obviously lost your cool, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why not go for it? I, go full crazy. Like, don't just, just – don't, just don't give us a little crazy and then calm yourself down. I want full crazy. I want you beating yourself again with a club. Like, I want you talking shit to yourself because that's funny. Um, and then if you – you know, you get up and down for a par. Like I want the complete opposite and equal reaction to your negative behavior. I want an over the top, like cheerfulness. We're like, you fucking high five the guy in the, you know, not in the stands, but like near the ropes. Like, I don't know. You, you like, you give your caddy a little, you know, like front tap or something, something weird, but um, you know, just make it fun. Yeah. He's obviously a full blown psychopath. He, he uh, hides it. He, he hides it very well. <laughs> what? So my question to you, Terrell Hatton, if he's not a professional golfer, not a pro golfer at all, not, can't be in the golfing world, what is his career if he has one? Is it criminal? So, so I see him as like low-level fucking mini-tour show bodybuilder. Like the okay. guy that just does, does steroids, never really gets that fit, kind of looks buff, but, but he's like 
fat, yeah. fat buff, you know, takes about 18,000 diuretics, pisses out every ounce of water in his body so he can go do a fucking spray tan bikini fucking show at your local <laughs> okay. fucking hotel lobby. And that's his life. And then he goes and eats 18 pounds of pasta and drinks 20 beers. Like, that's what I see him doing. See, I, I see him with a pack of fucking Marlboro fucking snaps and, and uh, you know, out in the front of a, like a Honda dealership, just, you know, just trying to hockey use cars or something like just, just selling people just smells, reeks of smoke, you know, has the same shirt he had on yesterday because he drank too much bourbon and forgot he had to work the next day. Like still has a few, you know, you know, ounces of glitter on his shirt from, from the, the strip club the night before. So, you know, something crazy. I, that's, that's kind of what I see Terrell Hatton doing. I think you just got your headline for this this show. Fucking use car salesman and amateur bodybuilder. <laughs> if that doesn't get somebody to fucking click on it, I don't know what. Will. I don't. I don't know. It it's either gonna get us banned or it's gonna get us a lot of likes, which, which I appreciate. And maybe Terrell Hatton will clear the clear the path. I mean, maybe he'll maybe someone out there in the world will uh, say, "Hey, look at these two dipshits talking shit about you." Um, moving on. Houston Open is in a couple weeks. Uh, big event because the PGA Tour and the Houston Open is allowing 2,000 fans to be present on the grounds at this particular event. Um, Jeff, in the world we live in, these, these particular fans are going to be required to wear masks. And uh, you know, it's going to be very limited. Of course, no grandstands. Jeff, is this a good idea for the PGA Tour? Yes, yes and no. Yes and no. So you would like to think that they're going to take all the precautions. They're going to take temperatures and make sure these people don't have it first off when they come in, wear masks, whatever. And it's great to get fans back. It really is. I fucking, I can't wait. I want them to keep progressing. But as a player and as a fan that I don't give a fuck about the Houston Open, I want to make sure that every good player in the world is at the fucking Masters. And if you get fucking quarantined because you played in the Houston Open as a warm-up and, and you don't get to play in the Masters this year, like, that's, that's going to be devastating, not only for you, but for us as the fan. I, I agree. Because the Masters, you're not, there's no fans there. I mean, it, it's, it's like they prematurely – and why 2,000? What the, what the hell was that? Like, if you're going to risk everyone, you might as well show up from the floodgates. I mean, shit, there's, there's teams in the NFL who have limited the amount of fans, right? In those particular stadiums, there's still there's still assholes getting drunk, getting in fights, and throwing up <laughs> on each other. Like you're not gonna stop stupid people from doing stupid things. I don't care what the limit is. You could limit it to eight people, and there's still some guy gonna be yelling mashed potatoes, mustard, and one of them's gonna get kicked out or, or get into a fight at the PGA Tour event. I agree with you and disagree at the same time. If you're gonna have two thousand, you might as well have twenty thousand. Make it a screaming event. I mean, it's a big property, I'm assuming. Houston's a big town. What the hell? Like, let's, let's make it the epicenter of, like, the quarantine now. Like, let's ruin all, all golf for the entire year. Let's just let's get them all sick. You know, because you know the Masters is, is still going to go on, right? I mean, you would think. Let's get every PGA Tour player quarantined. So they don't, you know, so then Tiger has a complete and honest opportunity to win another Masters. I mean, he's going to be battling against him and, like, eight amateurs – and, you know, fuck, we, we might get a few guys who played in the Law Press Classic to be bumped up in the Masters. You never fucking know. Hey, I, I get, get Thornberry a fucking special exemption in there. <laughs> Something. I mean, it's just crazy to me. Like, 
We went to we hosted a golf tournament where there was more than two thousand people in the streets and at the casinos wearing masks, which is complete a complete fucking joke. Because I don't know what underwear that people are putting over their face. It is not protecting you from shit. Okay, it's not. Prote- it's, it could. Be, uh, it's you're, never mind. That's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, you see how where I what road I went down. It's not protecting you from shit, and literally you're wearing. Anyways, I just don't understand. Like what? It's it's two thousand, and if I'm a, if I'm a big name player like uh, Brooks Kepka, like a like a DJ who just fucking got kicked out of two events, DJ and Tony Finau, who now can't participate in two easy events in Vegas, are now on lockdown. I'm not going. Like I clearly, if I have to te- if I have to test negative for the Masters, I am quarantining myself. Like no one's coming around me. Like I I'm gonna be I legitimately would live in a bubble. Unless I knew the doctor of Nick Saban. Because apparently, if you're the number one fucking football team in America, you can be tested positive for COVID and probably have the symptoms and just somehow just show up Saturday night and play against Georgia. Like, I just don't get it. Like, we're in this fucking world of, eh, maybe, maybe not. Like, who the fuck gets this special treatment? Like, the president of the United States gets it. Nick Saban gets it. And these fucking assholes, like, and DJ can't participate in a fucking PJ tour event. Like, this is ridiculous. Nick Saban can, can, can fucking run, lead his fucking team out of the tunnel against Georgia. And somehow it's fucking clear after two days. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just weird. I don't understand it. Well, Alabama football plays by different rules. That, that program is like just obviously God when it comes to college football. Uh, and yeah. Nick Saban is, is the man. I don't doubt that doctors or whoever fucking training staff people had three negative tests already ready for whenever he did contract it. They're like, okay, yeah, let's test him again. Oh, three negatives in a row. Fucking, you're good to go, coach. Get back in there. Like, he could be dying and they're going to get him out there on the field. They're not not having him coach. Wrapping it up, ladies and gentlemen, really appreciate you guys downloading, subscribing, and hitting that like button. And maybe even the little bell, you know, to notify you when we have a new video out. We generally post two to three videos a week, recapping the events, giving you a little insight, a little insider news, you know, the, you know, the little chirps that we hear throughout the, uh, the news media company that, we, uh, that we're currently running. If you guys enjoy our content, our video content, you'll definitely love the email newsletter. I mean, it's got all everything on it. All you got to do is subscribe, and, and I curate this beautiful, at times, you know, poor grammar, misspelled, uh, you know, paragraphs. But, you know, we'll get over that, um, which is going to have some little nuggets in there. Um, but, Jeff, in closing, if you're going to tell anyone to do anything to help us out, what would you recommend? Well, it, it, it's very obvious to me because our gear is legit, and it's growing. You know, you're seeing more and more people wearing it. I saw a post today on Instagram guy out with a single palm hat playing golf in Sacramento, right? So it's growing. Go to the website, www.theloapress.com. Click on the store, men's and women's, hats, polos, sweatshirts, accessories. We got socks and backpacks, everything. Get your Christmas shopping done early. Buy some gear. Get the golfer in your life, a new fucking polo. We got Masters logos. We got Masters season coming up. Um, Stay tuned for a bunch of giveaways. We're going to be doing a bunch of stuff on Instagram, YouTube right now. Um, maybe some interactive stuff, you know, hit some yeah. shots for us. We'll see what's happening, but go, go buy some shit, help us out, support the brand, buy your buddy a shirt too. 
Absolutely. So with that being said, really appreciate it, Jeff, and we will catch you guys on the next episode.